this election is becoming the most critical thing in your life, except for possibly, well, except for your salvation and the salvation of those you love, things of that nature. Other than that, this election, as far as this nation is concerned, it's probably, other than its inception, and other than its recovery from the Civil War, things like that, it's, it, it may be the most important thing that you or I have ever faced that we can do anything about since we've been alive. Of course, I know we're different ages. Let's just talk about it a little bit more. I've said, I've said some things on election part one and election part two. I don't want to repeat those things. So go back and listen to those episodes, please. Um, and so I want to dig a little deeper. Joe Biden is getting worse almost by the day, it seems like. And uh, he's incoherent. Um, his mental acumen is at question. <laughs> and that, actually, it's pitiful. It's very pitiful. It's pitiful because if it were not for the fact that we have to talk about it because he's running for president and they're putting him out there as the nominee for the Democratic Party, unless something happens between now and their convention, and somehow he either declines the nomination or someone else is substituted for him. But let's just go with the premise that, or the presumption that he is the nominee and he's going through with it, and he lives and doesn't get to the place where he doesn't even know where he is, which a lot of people think that's the way it is already. And he lives until November. And he were to win, God forbid. I don't think that's going to happen, frankly, but it's, it's not a given if we don't do what we're supposed to do. I believe it's God's will for Trump to get another term. And I believe one of the iffies about it, one of the if if iffiness, what makes it iffy is we didn't do what we were supposed to do with the first four years, folks. We didn't. And I can't believe it's almost over. So why would God give us another four years if we're just going to waste it? How does God know if we're going to be serious this time? <laughs> I'm not sure how we convince Him. But He'll know. He'll know if we're serious. He'll know. And of course, you and I as individuals can only do our part. I get it. And I'm doing my part right here, uh, part of my part, by talking to you about it. But let's just say that Joe Biden won the election. First of all, he's a figurehead. He's a placeholder. He would not be the one in power. He, he can't even think straight, talk coherently. I think it's pretty obvious. If you, you know, they're hiding him. 
They're keeping him in the basement. What about the debates? Why aren't the debates um, something that we can be certain are going to happen? Because you know Donald Trump would destroy him on the first debate. So they're trying to keep him hidden, keep him from saying too much publicly, using the virus as cover. I know it's real, and I know there are legitimate concerns, but come on. You, you don't have to just hide and uh, even use a teleprompter in your basement so that you can make sure you say everything right. And even then, you go off the teleprompter and you can't, and they edit it, or they cut it short, or the network won't show it. So, let's go back to what I said. Let's say he were to win, God forbid again, then his running mate, which right now it seems to be down to Susan Rice, Benghazi, 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 as Charlie Daniels, who just passed away, said, Benghazi ain't going away. And that's just one thing. Or Kamala Harris. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about either of the two of them very much, but obviously we're looking at a leftist agenda. But now this mail-in voting, which I, I got into in the last episode about the election, here's something that will scare you. If because mail-in voting were to take place, again, I'm not certain that's going to happen. I'll go to the polls. Um, but if it happens, you know, in many or most of the states, fraud is likely. But the count, even though it can't be certain once it's done, it may not happen for, you know, I'm hearing seven days or more or even possibly weeks or months after the election itself because, oh, here comes some, another batch of ballots or Somebody finds some ballots that were lost or misplaced on purpose, stolen. Somebody hasn't voted yet. A group of people, a demographic, a, a section of the country. And the thought process that I'm taking you down is that if it's not decided by a certain point in January, then guess who becomes president? That's right, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Well, this is what I've heard. I, <laughs> you can't make this up. Well, she's third in line right now after Vice President Pence. You know, if something happened to Donald Trump, Mike Pence, then it would be Nancy Pelosi. Perish the thought. And perish the nation if she were the <laughs> president. Oh, my. So, if it is decided, then the... Consensus so far seems to have been that the, the running mate would be the acting president behind the scenes. But it's thought that, you know, these both, both of these, the, the nominee, Joe Biden, and the running mate, one of the two women I mentioned or somebody else, would be the power in the Oval Office for all practical purposes. But truthfully, it's 
the squad or what the squad represents, this Marxist agenda. So this is how important the election is, folks. Uh, not only that it occurs November the 3rd like it's supposed to, and at the polling, at the polls like it's supposed to, except for absentee voting, but that Donald Trump is reelected. We've got to save our country. We need another four years. God forgive us for wasting, squandering the four years we got of reprieve already. Forgive us, renew our opportunity, restore us, help us to rise up as a church, as kingdom personnel, as an army of God, and march forth and bring in the end time harvest and follow your mandate because those four years will come and go faster than we can possibly imagine. What's going to happen after that? Well, we'll talk about that on future episodes. I believe that Donald Trump will be reelected, but it's not a given if we just twiddle our thumbs and act really cavalier about it. And it's also not a given if God's not certain that we're not going to squander it. Um, and I'm not impugning God's motivation. I, I'm, I'm trying to say His motivation is one of grace. It's one of grace, meaning that we didn't earn it, but we have to value it. And if we value it, you know, he, he's the one that inspired his word that says, don't give that which is holy to the dogs and don't cast your pearls before the swine. They'll just trample them under the feet. The dog will return to its mire and uh, then that hog will turn and rend you for having cast your pearls in his direction. So folks... This is election part three. It's not meant to scare you. It's meant to sober you up in the sense of having a real vigilant, aware, and alert attitude and a, one of concern. Uh, I'll conclude with this. I preached a message a week or two ago called Taking the Mark, and it was not about the mark of the beast. It was about the mark of God that is something that you can find in many passages throughout the scripture, but we were in Ezekiel 9, and in the vision, Ezekiel saw the uh, warrior angels that were going to slay those that were basically committing adultery or abominations by worshiping idols. It's described in detail in chapter 8. But before that happened, the one angel had an inkhorn, and he was to mark with a tab the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which in Paleo-Hebrew looked like a cross. He was put that mark on all those that were crying out in repentance and uh, sorrowing for what was going on in their nation, their culture. And they were going to be spared. So I believe that we will be spared 
and have this other opportunity, but we're going to have to cry out. We've got to have a repentant attitude. We've got to have a reverent attitude. And, uh, you know, it, it all comes down to understanding that this is a critical moment in time. And God wants to give us some more grace. So let's cooperate with Him. And let's pray for our country, pray for one another, pray for our president, and let's rise up and vote and do what we're supposed to do. And then let's have a revival, folks. Aren't you about ready for that? Have a great day.